Hey, what's going on, movie nerds? Welcome back to the Racking Focus podcast. With me today is my dear friend, Alec Maximovich, uh, fill, filling in for uh, my normal co-host, John Dial, who is gallivanting across Italy on vacation, and uh, I'm stuck here in Pennsylvania. Uh, Alec is a filmmaker, musician, writer based in the Philly region. Alec, thanks so much for being here today with me. Yeah, of course, thanks for having me. Awesome, man. Well, I'm glad you're here. We're at the AMC in Plymouth Meeting, Pennsylvania, to see the ninth film from esteemed director, Quentin Tarantino, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, starring Leonardo DiCaprio, Brad Pitt, Margot Robbie, and a slew of other amazing actors. Alec, I need to know off the top of your head, yeah. what is your favorite Tarantino film to date, and what are you looking forward to most about this movie? Uh, so my favorite Tar Tarantino film to date uh, is probably Hateful Eight, and I know that's an unpopular opinion. Interesting. Um, but I really liked it. Yeah. I thought it was amazing. Um, so that's where I'm at. Yeah, yeah, cool. And for this one, it just seems fun. It seems like he kind of sat back, wrote a love letter to Hollywood. You yeah. Know, it's, I'm excited just for the fun of it. I'm excited. You really can't go wrong with any Tarantino film. Hateful Eight is incredibly well made as well. So. Uh, I'm excited to see what he does with some potential alternate history like he did in Inglorious Bastards and I'm just, I'm overall just excited to get some more Tarantino-esque dialogue because it's just so much fun to listen to. So without further ado, let's go into the theater. Listeners, we'll be right back in just a second to talk about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. You're listening to the Racking Focus Podcast. To my right is Bounty Law series lead and Jake Cahill himself, Rick Dalton. And to my left is Rick stunt double Cliff Booth. So, Rick, uh, explain to the audience exactly what it is a stunt double does. Actors are required to do a, a lot of dangerous stuff. Cliff here is meant to help carry the load. Is that uh, how you describe your job, Cliff? What, carrying his load? Yeah, it's about right. <laughs> My hands are registered as lethal weapons. We get into a fight, I accidentally kill you. I go to jail. Anybody accidentally kills anybody in a fight, they go to jail. It's called manslaughter. That was the best acting I've ever seen in my whole life. Like you. Rip fucking no. All right, your first time on a podcast. Have you been on a podcast? Uh, no. First I've time on a radio show once. But oh, that podcast. that's a little bit bigger than this, I guess. Uh, considering was a college, college radio. Uh, well, probably still bigger than this. We don't have yeah. too many listeners still, so maybe I listen. Maybe I know you listen. I appreciate that. Um, what'd you think? So I can't stop smiling. I <laughs> loved it. I loved it. Yeah, it I loved it. Dude, he goes from zero to 60 so fast. So fast. Just so fast. Um, yeah. Okay, so for those of you listening, there are spoilers coming. You will find out who dies, who doesn't die, if Brandy the dog lives. 
She does. Thank she God. I was going to be pissed God. if they oh, killed the dog. Yeah. like, you can't kill Started the dog. The dog. Like, no. But then it was fine. They were teasing so hard, man. Yeah. Dude, it's hot already. Want to crack a window or something? Yeah, we can. I think we should because I think I'm just going to... Whatever. That's Yeah, cool. We're going to do that. Cool. Because I'm going to die in here, I think. It's fine. Can't do this. It's not loud out here. We're good. No, it's not that bad. Um, it was the most... Most callback to Pulp Fiction, I feel like with like yeah. the jokes, with yeah. the timing, with the the actual cinematic pacing. Um, he I loved uh, it. Yeah, yeah, he he just can't escape these westerns. So he's done no. three westerns in a row, yeah. right? You would classify this as a western, right? Yeah, Giant, yeah. Like it's, it was it was like he wanted to make three different movies yeah. and just kind of made one. But like, right. did it really well? Right. He de there was definitely genre blending. Yeah. Uh, in this, uh, it was a, it, it was like a modern day western set in the '60s. '69. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of kind of weird, um, and definitely alternate history because, yeah. obviously, in real life, Manson sends those people to actually kill right. Tate and, and, and all, all those, they all and they all die, they and, all die. and yeah. awfully gruesome way. Right. So, the the biggest thing that he like what I picked up on the most in this film that Tarantino does so stinking well is is just hypes you up with suspense. Yeah, and then either he'll he'll actually do it right, or he'll just completely go the opposite direction yes. with it, which he kind of did in this. So, um, but he seeds everything so well, he and seeds, he seeds yeah. the fake things so well. Yeah, that, like you really don't know. Yeah, what is gonna pay off in the end or what's right. not. You and, know, and I didn't know when it was coming either. Right. You know, it just kind of it happens. Just happened, I, right. I mean, I leaned over to you, and I was just like, "It, it's gonna, it's gonna hit so fast. Right. Like, it's just gonna come so fast." Uh, when you're on acid, drunk in the middle of the night, dude. He just had this. <laughs> he just had this big pot of this concoction of just bad scenario, yeah. and he just kept like taking it a little bit higher, and it wouldn't even have been that bad if. Uh, Cliff's character, if Cliff didn't meet Tex at some right. point, right? Like that whole scenario, if that didn't happen, the tension would have been drastically less. Yes. Um, I thought it was kind of weird that Tex didn't recognize him when they walked in. Did you find that strange at all? No, not really. All right, wasn't sure. Because was just me at thinking. that point, it was so much later. Yeah. And like we watched that as a close to three hour movie. Right. But for them, that was one random day on a ranch. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. Just some random guy. Half a year right? before, and he didn't. Oh, you're right. And it, there was the time jump. There was the time jump, and he didn't see Tex come back. Oh, I forgot about. So this Tex really jump. only saw him the one time, really quickly once, and it was oh, some guy point. months ago. Right. And they're all clearly like drugged up. They don't even remember that's their favorite star. Like fair point. So I think yeah. I, the suspension of disbelief worked for me. Like, I yeah. like that he remembered, you know. Right. But. Right. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. I Because I forgot about the time jump that right. happened. Um, and the fact that we're with Cliff the whole time. But anyway. Yeah, um, yeah man. I Dude, I love Leo and Brad together. So I good. did not know that they was going to be, the pairing was going to be so strong. Yeah. But the chemistry with them. Yeah. This was like a weird, I didn't. I, for some reason I didn't expect like a buddy comedy. No out of this not at like all like as good as it was I thought there was going to be way more tension between those two characters yeah. where literally the relief yeah. came when they would come together right yeah exactly um and uh dude I could watch them all day oh I know I could watch them 
all day. So who, here's hoping that they get another film together. That would be yeah amazing. Did, is, did Tarantino say this was his last film? I feel like he always says like. Yeah, you never. Yeah, this you is never my last, know. This is the last movie from Quentin Tarantino, yeah. and then he goes and makes another banger, right? right. So, um, how does this rank? You said Hateful Eight is your favorite. Obviously, you come out of the theater. You're right. hype on the movie. I am hype on the movie. Well, it's 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 hard to say, it's right? Definitely not my. Fa- it didn't top like for me right. what my like it being my favorite. Um, do you have like a, do you have like a hierarchy I of do. Tarantino films? Like if you could like just off the top of your head rattle off like. So, Hateful Eight's at so the top. for me, Hateful Eight's at the top. Okay. And then below that would be Reservoir Dogs, uh-huh. just because of, I mean, obviously it's early in his career, right. but like, oh, it's, so it's amazing. Yeah. Then like Pulp Fiction, Jackie right. Brown is like my next level. Okay. Django's lower for me, okay. like below those. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed it, but it just isn't yeah, yeah. as high up. I enjoyed the movie, but I think uh, just the filmmaking of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, not as much. And then, you know, I haven't seen Jackie Brown. Okay. Jackie yeah. Brown. Uh, Jackie Brown is that that and Kill Bill two. Okay. Are the only two I haven't seen from Tarantino. Yeah. Seen Kill Bill one. Haven't seen the second one. I don't know why I never got they're around great. to watching yeah. it. Um, I figured they'd be. I mean, they're all great. Be Tarantino. Uh, right? He doesn't make a bad yeah. movie. Like every movie. I think every movie that he's made is at least on Rotten Tomatoes is rated at like eighty or higher. Oh, they're all fresh. Yeah. I think they're all fresh. So uh, this one. Certified fresh. I am sure if we looked it up, this afternoon it was at an eighty nine. Was think. it okay? Yeah. Yeah. It, but I mean, it's only been out. It's been out a day. day. So, so that I, could change. Right. But. Right. Uh, I imagine that it's gonna it's gonna probably level out around an eighty five to a ninety somewhere yeah. in there. Right. Anyway, I I loved I loved it. Yeah. I was Tarantino has some kind of weird way of having nothing happen for two full mm. acts, and you still love. And every every part of it, and you don't get bored. Like I, I never found myself yeah. like bored, but I was just like, dude, nothing's really happened in this movie yet. I think what he does really well is even when there's time where like no big like plot uh-huh. things are happening, the way he shoots, yeah. you either feel like you're in this one watching a movie because right. they kept doing cuts to like right. like they're in it, but then they'll break reality or whatever. But when you're just riding along with them, the shot choices. Yeah. He's right here in the back seat, right. shooting out when we're watching Sharon Tate driving right. down the streets quickly and everything, and it's like, oh, like I'm in the back seat. You felt like you're you know? with them. You felt like right. you were with them, or you're in the, the passenger ride, right? seat. Yeah. You're watching the stuff go by, right. and so, yeah, nothing was happening. But like, I was riding down yeah. the strip, right. looking at the lights. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It wasn't yeah, plot, it but it was. I was there. Yeah, you know. You felt, he definitely immersed you into the, yeah. uh, and that's, that's a that's a hard thing to do for the uh, period piece in 1969, yeah. and everything looked super practical. I don't know how much CG he did. I feel like yeah. Tarantino's a purist in that sense that he wants to set dress as much as. Mm-hmm. Phys- I mean, we watched the, the credits. We watched the whole credits. Right. I mean, I, I mentioned that, boom, it's, it was over. Yeah. Like, normally, in these films that we're watching today, you have a super, super, super long list of CGI artists yeah. that are doing some insanely, um, like, magic. Like, they're just doing magic. And this felt so analog. Yeah, the biggest chunk was stunt people for this. Yeah, film. right, yeah. right. And, um, yeah, just absolutely insane. So I don't know how much of yeah. uh, Hollywood or wherever they were shooting, he set-dressed and right. production design did 
I mean, they did an incredible job. Um, and the sound design, too. Yeah. The fact that, like, anytime you had those, like, shots going over, like, a neon light or something, right. you heard that buzz, and it worked yeah. well, you know? Well, even even with, um, along sound design lines, right, he, he did a lot of cutting um, to the next scene or the next clip with, um, I think they're, I think they're, it's either an L cut or a J cut, right, where the... Um, the music track is going to extend a little bit further and then it's going to cut in to the clip. Right. Right. It starts at the last scene and then the new scene starts or it continues. The audio continues from that last scene and starts. I don't know which one it is. It's an L or a J. Or, or, or and it right. changes. Right? And it like shifts it over. It, it transitions diegetic, but then you. it becomes non-diegetic. Right. right. And it, it cuts to the radio going on. Exactly. Or, yeah. It transitions to the next scene or transitions from the last scene. Right. And he did a lot of that. And I feel like everything he did was like a callback to something mm-hmm. that he he loved at some point yes. or like there was some something. It felt like this was a very nostalgic movie for. Tarantino to make. I don't know when he was born. Um, he, he said a lot of, uh, I was listening to the interview he did with okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. the entertainment thing. He said that a lot of those, at least car shots, were inspired by him when he was younger. Okay, cool. Driving around with, I think he said his uncle or something like oh, that. Oh, that's where, awesome. So it was, it, it definitely was through the eyes of someone who saw it, also saw it in movies. Right. And saw right, he grew the up cinema that was coming out yeah. of it and um, the stories too. I mean, don't forget he's native to that area. Right. So he growing up in that area and with the film community. I mean, you hear stories constantly about actors or the way things were, or you know, he parties yeah. at the Playboy Mansion. Right. So he just throws in a scene where they're partying at right. the Playboy right. Mansion. You have Mama Cass in there too. You have all these <laughs> famous people. Like, it was cool to watch. It was. it was like a cast of characters that all. We're living in Hollywood, but you don't really see that, right? Because they're all right, separate right. in their own little. He was born in uh, in '63, so he was uh, he was only like what, nine, six, six years old. Yeah, six years old yeah. when uh, this movie took place, right. technically. Um, so old enough to, but uh, yeah, be right. around. But yeah, you're watching movies when you're six, and I imagine he was introduced to <laughs> some some of these movie, uh, some of these like yeah. westerns, Bonanza they brought up multiple totally. times. Um, That's what he'd watch them. And these and these yeah. spaghetti westerns, right? Sergio Leone. Uh, what was the guy's name? They spoofed his name. Uh, Giorgio. Oh something, yeah. Something or other. Yeah. Something or other. Um, oh, there's so, so many small little yeah, things. Yeah, so many tiny little It'll tiny be fun to bits, Easter egg watch. Right. Um, and he... Is he Italian? Is Tarantino... Is that an Italian last... What is that last name? I don't know. He spoofs Italians a lot, though. I myself here, but yeah, I he, think he so. He spoofs Italians a lot, so... Um, God, yeah, I, dude, I love Inglorious Bastards. That might be one of the top yeah, movies yeah. for me from from him. I just love watching it. I love Brad Pitt's role in that movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know that whole movie is just so much fun for me to yeah. watch. As uh, as awful as it right. is to watch, yeah, yeah. I just I love that film and especially the opening scene at the farmhouse. Um, and his dialogue definitely just continues to hold up, movie after movie. I don't know how he writes. I just don't know how he writes, uh, especially from a standpoint of like, you know, as as you're writing, you're you're thinking about okay, where is this going? What are my beats? Right. What is my character gonna do next? And like, he just takes them to like, my character's gonna go to the movies next, or my character's gonna go pick up a hitchhiker and drive her to her ranch, and I'm gonna know the guy, right? Like, such an just, interesting moment. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I talk about another interesting piece of tension that he just completely like 
Yeah. Undercut, right? Like just you, something bad's gonna happen. You, we it's get the creepy music, and yeah, the, dude. Like, and I just watched on? Midsummer. I don't know if you've heard anything from oh, Midsummer. I have. I, dude, I was so on edge in yeah. the hippie community thing. I'm like, I, I, it's too soon. It's well, too soon. I, I just saw Midsummer. I can't the do it. introduction to it that it, it was so like whimsical, yeah. and he just keeps Brad Pitt keeps making eye contact with right. the girl. And, yeah. Then by the third time, he finally gives her a ride, and then like you're optimistic about it, and then right. so quickly you're like, no, no we're in a western wrong. now. Something's wrong. Yep. Dakota Fanning's here. She's really angry. <laughs> like, <laughs> who was Dakota Fanning? I didn't even pick up on that. She was Is the she red the redhead? One. Yeah. Shoot. Oh, she killed it. She like. Dude, I didn't even recognize that's her. That's that. Like, there's no small part. Like, wow. Sh- that was an awesome character. Yeah. You know. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I saw her name come up in the beginning yep. and I just, I completely forgot about her. Because yeah. I was waiting for Timothy Oliphant to show up and then mm-hmm. obviously he did. And, the, and Luke Perry, may he rest in peace, yeah. um, showed up for his his small role. And um, yeah, totally forgot about Dakota Fanning. And she yeah. wasn't screaming in this movie. I feel like she screams in like all the movies. So just, <laughs> um, as great as an actress as she is. But um, yeah. mainly my memory is Dakota Fanning is uh, War of the Worlds, just screaming in the backseat <laughs> of, of, of Tom Cruise's car, just screaming at tripods. Um, <laughs> anyway, goodness gracious. Um, yeah, man. And, dude, I'm just, I'm just blown away with the production design on this film. Oh, yeah. Um, another big thing that I loved uh, was just, like, the payoff at the end of Rick Dalton. Finally... Getting the in with Tate and Polanski, yeah. and uh, you know, it took killing three hippies to uh, to get invited with the flamethrower, dude. <laughs> My gosh, he walked out of that shed with the flamethrower. That was incredible. Great payoff um, moment. Great payoff. Know? And you know, did you expect like? I mean, you watch Tarantino films, yeah. and you know what's coming in the end of like all of these movies like right. I don't think there's a single is there a single movie where the end doesn't end in a lot of bloodshed no I, every every film right and I think he nodded to that with the Shakespeare jokes in this yeah, one for it's sure like it's oh, got yeah, it's, end it's, like it's a Shakespeare yeah, yeah. It's, it's a tragic uh, tragic ending but you didn't know how right you never know you didn't know right. how it was gonna turn out right. tragically like we know how it actually did in real life right. now we have these new characters and we're yeah. on the show and like yeah, and that well, and that's the thing is you're questioning the entire time. Yeah. Is it gonna end with everyone dying? Is it gonna end with only like two out of three of the good guys dying and a few of the bad? Like, what is the ratio gonna be? And obviously, none of the good guys died, which I feel like is very, yeah. very, very different than normal. Yes. I expected. I expected two of three to go. Right. And uh, and something to happen. In reality, uh, you know, th- three people died. That's it. That's a low kill count for That's Tarantino. a very low kill count. <laughs> it's extremely low. And not even in like... I, I expect... Oh, okay, I guess if you're going to count um, in the actual movies in the movie. Right. Do I'm we count about, a higher number? No. Do we count... We don't count those dead people? They're no. nobodies? I, but because... Yeah, they're not, we're, it's not li- real I think because we're living yeah. in the world yeah, of yeah. these actors... In the real world. They get up and say, you know... Yeah, right, right. Yeah, I would. I'm interested to know the kill count from the on-screen, on-screen deaths, right. and then obviously we have three from so the many screen. about. Right. I think at that when they're point, sitting was, watching the television, right. and he's like shooting, shooting them up, up on the FBI show. Yeah, yeah, he gets he gets away. Oh yes, and, yeah. okay. Do you think that was an improv 
moment? Do you think he just let them go, or do you think he, like, do you think he had them narrate what they were watching on the television, and he just let them do their thing, or do you think Tarantino actually scripted that moment? I think he might have scripted it because it was yeah. a little like mystery science theater kind yeah, of, yeah, yeah. like, of For like, sure. like he even like paneled out the side of the television right. and like we were watching it, and it's just these voices. Yeah, it's so good. Um, there might have been ad libs, and he kind of. Right. Crafted with right with the editing, what all that yeah would work best. Right. One thing he did really well was narration. Did he have a cameo other than his narration? I don't did think he so. show up at all? Nah. Normally he does Not too, but I didn't. Saw. I didn't see. Uh, Might have. For a moment, I thought he was the um, valet that took Sharon Tate's car after she dropped uh, off that hippie, but I don't think it was him. Mm. Uh, but yeah, yeah, he's right. a voiceover. The narration was good, and the narration paired with the time stamp right, right at the bottom that's what drove the suspense right that's mm -hmm. when we knew that's when i knew at least that we were like all right we're in act three right this is it we're in act three yeah. and uh yeah stuff's about to happen stuff's about to happen so um i think he, there's a lot of takeaways for i feel like uh independent filmmakers from just watching his movies if you want to learn how to build suspense watch a tarantino film especially this one like i was on the edge of my seat like yeah I feel like maybe you gotta watch a, a one or two other of his films to kind of understand yeah. what's coming, right? Like yeah. we have some kind of preconceived notion of like, okay, this is gonna end in a lot of bloodshed. Uh, he's building that, right? Or now. not? Like I was kind of like, whole, I was like, but you know, they're gonna, gonna laugh. End, there's gonna diffuse? be some, right? You know, who right. knows? If there's a, if there's one scene from this film that you think is gonna. Uh, kind of stand out on its own throughout cinema history like for instance you have Pulp Fiction oh, yeah. what's the scene you think of in Pulp Fiction oh, me off the top of your head uh, oh the car scene where the guy's head gets blown off for for, for you okay like well, that's that for me I mean there's right 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 plenty there's of so moments, many images but for me like when I think of like one scene from that it's like right. is, is all the scenes in the car yeah. including the one where right the and then they gotta call the wolf right and he, right. And he shows up um, the scene that stands out to me most uh, throughout pop culture from Pulp oh, Fiction the is the dancing. For sure, right? yeah. For sure. Reservoir Dogs, obviously you have the classic gunpoint to gu the gunpoint uh, mm -hmm. shot. Um, I don't know what stands out the most from this movie. I'm, I'm interested to see what... I mean, in today's meme culture, I feel like uh, Leo freaking out in the trailer will yeah. become a, Just a classic, great classic Leo classic moment. Classic meme. Yeah, classic Leo. Um, I like it was it was just so perfect. I think and you his, might be right. His his performance with the editing, dude. With he the, was just so good. He was so good in this one. He was so sometimes good. I feel like he's he either overdoes it uh -huh. or like I is, think, it's too like mysterious mm -hmm. and it isn't getting enough drawn out. This one I felt like perfect. Yeah, and I, he kept crying. Like what a character trait, right? Like yeah. you have this strong leading man who yeah. is doubting himself and he happens to cry in almost every, every. other scene. <laughs> like <laughs> and he's a he and he's allowed to overdo it I think in this yes. film a little bit. Like if he did overdo it, like he he's definitely maybe overacting just a little bit when he's um, but I think when the he's Caleb, overacting, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's the it's when he's an actor as an actor. Right. In the, in the actual shows, um, I loved uh, I loved as a filmmaker seeing the behind the scenes of them making yes the shows, which I don't know how accurate these things are. Like way back in the sixties, I imagine just this is over the top a little bit, right? Right. Um, the dude like. 
he held out like there's this long take um so, so many times there were these long takes in the movie they were shooting right and he's just acting his butt off and then all of a sudden he'll he'll freeze and say line and he'll switch characters yeah so fast he'll get his line and he'll switch right back in i just don't i just don't know it's cool how he does it like it's just absolutely he's one of the insane. greatest he's one of the greats um any academy award picks for this do you think there's gonna be do you think this will be up for best picture i think cop no uh, yes I th- yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's hard to say I'm like, right? it's- <laughs> no i don't think it necessarily should, should win yeah win but i think should it get a nod though should it get a nomination it kind of depends what else comes out, but yeah, yeah. it's hard to tell right in the back. But I think of the, the, the big the big ones for me would be like production design, costume for sure. design, for sure, makeup, yeah. hair and makeup, yeah, um, editing. I would I definitely, big. I would definitely say that production design and editing, yeah, get a huge. And I wouldn't be mad if you won director for it. I mean, right. like oh, yeah. original screenplay for sure. I would say yeah, gets gets yeah. a uh, gets a pick there as well. Um, as far as like. A char- the characters go right. Yes. Um, we're talking about uh, there's Rick Dalton, Leo's character. I would say has the most character arc out of the entire yes. cast, right? Out of the three, right? Him, Brad Pitt, Margot Robbie. He obviously has the largest character arc. Margot Robbie really wasn't in it all that much. Yeah. She yeah. was here and there. Um, Obviously, this this was just a movie, uh, but it was a buddy comedy, man, about yeah. about uh, Rick and Cliff. Um, this one thing I almost feel like some of her stuff could have been even cut more. more. Right. Like, not much happened other than us getting familiar with the character. So I guess if someone nowadays, I mean, I know he always markets his movies towards the younger generation. Like he mm. loves writing for the younger generation, yeah. and maybe they they don't know about the actress and the murderers right. and all that. I well, mean, look, I, there's, there's I plenty know of, very little about the you know, Helter Skelter and all of that sure. stuff. I've done zero research on any of it. I only know what I've heard and what I've read. I, I would be very curious to see the Google results for the next uh-huh. week yeah. of her name, Manson murders, right. uh, you sure. know, and see if how... Uh, this right. might introduce people to it. So maybe that's right. what he was thinking too is that we needed more backstory for her there right but some of it i felt was a little bit unnecessary yeah i th- and i think you're i think you're probably right i think um you know i think that he introduced her so much there's so much of her uh on screen only because he wanted us to feel uneasy when that that yeah. murder moment was going to come because we all know that yeah they were sent to kill everybody in that right. house so like uh, she seems so nice. Yeah. Like this is not cool. I don't want her to die. I right. barely know her, right. but I don't want her to die. I think she was so charming in the theater as she's watching herself. Yeah, uh, more or less become a star, right, right? To all of these people, and so that's and that's a little bit what I wanted to talk about a little bit, right? We have three people, yeah, three different points in their careers, right? Um, Sharon Tate just getting started gaining the momentum Mm -hmm. rick dalton kind of this washed up still wants to be in it doesn't want to be a has-been feels like he's a has-been trying to regain his footing and cliff who's just like i don't care man i just yeah i just want to forget one i just want to be happy 
Go ahead. Yeah. The little girl too. And the little girl, yeah. So there's four, right? It's like you see the whole yeah. the whole progression. There's a big spectrum, right? All from from the time you're a little kid wanting to be an actor yeah. or an actress, um, all the way up to I'm 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 washed up, maybe. Yeah. Maybe uh, maybe it's too late for me. Um, fixing antennas on roofs, drinking beer. And oh my gosh, what a good scene! What a, it was just what a good. I did not realize it was a flashback. Yeah. Did not realize until obviously until they cut back to right. the. He's like, yep, he's like, no, yes, that's yep, right. Because yep. yep. um, that was such a long flashback, but it was, it was so, so worth long. it. I thought he like I thought he left the roof right, and went too. to set right. So, man, uh, yeah. So you have these three people in different <laughs> stages of life. Sorry, throwing Bruce Lee into the car. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that moment killed me, dude. Okay, so and there's the and here's another thing, from the get go. Yeah. You just like Cliff. Yeah. Like, you just like him. I would be so interested in Tarantino doing some kind of, like, quick little, here's how to write a character and get you to like them off the bat, right? Yeah. Like, you just like him immediately. Uh, and then you find out he killed his wife. <laughs> but, and you don't even bat an eye. I'm like, no, I like, I still like him i don't we don't know no. dude he was pointing that harpoon right at her he was <laughs> but we don't see it and it's tarantino so like right right never i know. expect i really I expected think, it so but i think we all kind of agreed with him yeah. in that moment a little bit yeah a little bit a like, uh, yeah. little bit yeah and you know you know he did it and you yeah, know he yeah, just he dumped did, her body yeah. right off the boat yeah yeah which oh, was she, a little like um nod to natalie wood or whatever who died on the boat like there was a bunch of references to historical moments oh. that he kind of rewrote in different ways. Right. You know. Right. I'm not familiar with that story. Yeah. Natalie Wood died. She was out on a boat with her husband and Christopher Walken. And she was like mysteriously <laughs> killed and they like investigated the whole thing and it's been a big thing that everyone always thinks that Christopher What's, Walken wait, how was recent part of this, was this murder. Oh, back in the day. Way back. Yeah, yeah, like she decades. died young. Yeah. Oh shoot. Yeah, I haven't heard about that. That's cr okay. So walking is. I just mean he's, that like he's uh, yeah I get you. just I get classic you. Hollywood moments Moment, were right. kind of built in like right. the Hugh Hefner Playboy and yeah, uh, sure. like just just legendary things that were talked about that they were right. a part of. Dude. Oh, so funny. But yeah, you know I you like him immediately. Yeah. He's charming as hell, um, and I was like. I can look past him killing his wife. Yeah. I, I like him. I like him so much. Um, yeah, and his chemistry again, Leo is just incredible. Uh, what haven't we talked about as far as uh, filmmaking perspective goes? We've covered production design a little bit. Um, there's really not much to talk about with that other than it just looks so dang good. And yeah. obviously, they're shooting on location um, in the Hollywood Hills. Like those, those houses are already like this mid-century modern kind of style. Like you don't have to do much to them. Um, Biggest question I have is how the heck did they get all those posters home from Italy? Suspension of discipline. I, dude, I, I don't know. know. He just kept coming in with these posters. I was like, Wait, how did you fit this in your... In Overnight FedEx, man. Jeez <laughs> Louise. Um, yeah, dude. What I else? Think, yeah. The, just the script in general. His writing is so dang strong, man. It was one of the, it reminded me, especially the the scene on the ranch with all the crazy mm -hmm. young people, the hippies. Um, it rem, the dialogue reminded me of like 
when uh, they'll give actors like basic lines that could be read so many different ways, yeah. like angry or like right. sad or like different intentions. And all of those lines could be fairly innocent, right. but the way he directed it right. and the way it was shot, it slowly got more and more horror. Right, right. Hostile, but then you find out yeah. that that was just the viewpoint we were watching from and actually everything was fine. Right. No, you for know. sure. Yeah. Well, fine. Fine. I mean, fine. Yeah, he's still sending people to, yeah, yeah. to murder to murder stars and people up yeah. in Hollywood Hills. Um, yeah, and Manson's in it for a brief, yeah, like minute, yeah, brief minute. I expected much more, yeah, from him going going into the movie. Um, yeah, this was really, this was really just. They hardly touched anything with Manson other yeah, than they, that, that. It that literally was scene. one of those like where you're watching the side story but then right. in this one it was a fairy tale and it happened to be a different way that right. it ended you know yeah no absolutely yeah you're you're hearing about right obviously Manson takes over the the media coverage in the news right this is the little bit this is just what two actors happen to have happened in their life yeah. and if know? reporters got a hold of this story it would just be three hippies broke in <laughs> and started what one burned with a yeah with a flamethrower flamethrower 14 in McCluskey right <laughs> oh my gosh oh my gosh dude he kept banging her head into oh even somehow so he, somehow so he makes quickly. this gruesome violence so funny yeah well I mean I think we weren't allowed to have any tension because right. all the tension was broken you know what oh, I mean right right the, well right he builds it up and then all of a sudden it's just the laughing the Brad point, Pitt starts laughing pointing <laughs> that the finger gun <laughs> Oh, oh god. So oh god, and he's high off of his acid yep. dipped cigarette. Yep. Oh my gosh. Um yeah, but yeah, but there's something funny about a dog going for a guy's crotch. Yeah. You know, a a continuous just face bash face bash. If I say that five times fast, it face can't bash. Yeah. Face bash. And that, that was one of the two is is how it it would get really gruesome or really yeah. intense and then it would break a little bit. Yeah, and right. It was fine. Right. right. I mean, the the girl coming out, dude, he threw that can so hard in <laughs> her face. That was sound design too. Yeah. That was just like, boom. Yeah. It, you could feel the impact. That's what you felt. You yeah. felt the impact. Um, she was, she was, she came out of the place like waving her arms, like just going nuts, which felt super old cinema like mm -hmm. just that's just how they directed people to yeah they just told like, go crazy yeah. wave your arms around shake whatever man uh dude this whole film if you had to rate it what would you give it out of 10 10 being the best film you've ever actually you know what don't even do that what we've done in the past it's hard to break this down right it's hard to rate these films because yeah. they especially this one bend genres a little bit how is it as a movie as a whole right. how is it as a western how is it as a tarantino film right where do we where do we kind of rate this movie you know yeah it's hard um it's so hard eight out of ten eight out of ten for me because it's it, it some of his stuff falls into that weird which is the same thing i think why people didn't like hateful eight yeah which is that is more like going to see a painting at a museum yeah than it is just an entertaining movie to watch or like a really good stage play right what okay so let me ask why is hateful eight your favorite of because the bunch? You could... of he just 
did whatever he wanted yeah. with he'd like full control like just, just yeah it was it was really to me felt like a piece of art more mm-hmm. than a movie where yeah. i think this kind of brought those movie elements back in it for almost sure. reminded me a little bit of the the, the nice guys or whatever oh, like that sure. body, right yeah, yeah yeah and so it was still entertaining but it yeah. took its time and so right. it's no this, this is what the nice guys right. would be if it was an independent film that yeah. was three, three so hours so long, i right? mean the direction phenomenal the acting phenomenal yeah. i mean i don't think there was a weak person right even from, the, from a from filmmaking background. perspective right it's top notch cinematography amazing yeah um obviously we talked about production design hair right. and makeup right. awesome editing everything. everything was on point like yeah. it changed depending on what we were looking yeah. at it referenced different old cinema they recreated old cinema really For well sure. yeah um my only gripes with it would be would be pacing which is always weird i think it was good pacing's always weird with tarantino's right fix, right yeah like it's it's kind of one of those like as a tarantino film it's a 10 out of 10 yeah right 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 but like as a how likely am I to buy it and watch it a billion times over? Right. Mm, you know, how likely do I think it's going to stand up in the award seasons? Mm, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's hard to say, right? Over time, this may age really well. Yeah. Or it may not. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, I think I, w- I would probably agree with you. Um, pacing is definitely a... It's always weird, right? It's always weird in Tarantino's movies. That's why he plays with time so much and just does whatever he wants, right? Um, And he doesn't care, ultimately. He would say, I I don't care what you think. It's my movie. I made it the way I want to make it. Right. You know, it's it's exactly how long it needs to be. Um, But yeah, like I... I, And that's totally fair. I mean, no one... Totally fair. This is a movie that I would really enjoy to just have on the background. Yeah. Like... TV, I'm working at my computer, it's on the TV behind me, yeah. and I can listen to it, and I can turn around, and I can watch a scene when I know the scene is on that I like, right. and I'm like, I'm going to watch this scene. I'm going to watch Brad Pitt laugh at a bunch of hippies, yeah. and then I'm going to go back to work, and then I yeah. hear him, you know, it's that sort of thing. Um, a lot of great one-liners, a lot of great, um, yeah. just so many great moments. Uh, but yeah, you're right, It's uh, as far as Tarantino movie goes, like, it's top notch, man. Like it's the, exactly what you would expect. Yeah, his yeah. film. I mean, his quality of filmmaking through and through is always just spectacular. Right. I, I I really want to watch some behind the scenes right. and see what he does on set. I would love to hear some interviews from him. Would love to just. I just want to see more of what he's planning. Uh, little Easter egg. Um, there is a mid. If you haven't seen the film yet, I don't know why the hell you're listening to this. Um, <laughs> but if you haven't, there is a mid credit scene. So. Stay put for that. And uh, the Big Apple, Red Apple, what was yeah, it? Yeah, the Red, Red Apple. Um, Sam. Those cigarettes pop up in multiple films of his. Okay. So um, they were smoking them in Pulp Fiction, I believe Reservoir Dogs. So that's a little nod to Super cool. uh, some of his some of his other films too. But yeah, I would give this a, likewise about eight. No, I would even reach for a nine. Well, yeah, if um, I if I had to give it a percentage, I'd probably give it like an 85 to an 87%. Yeah, so like, right. I mean, I'm between that eight and nine. Yeah. Um, what, what, and that could change. We just change. walked out it's, of the It's theater. so hard, right? You it's know, so hard because right. you hype on the movie. You want right. to, you want to, you want to give it higher, maybe than it deserves, or maybe you're giving it too low because yeah, you know you're hyping. You're over. You're you're compensating. I mean, you you know me. I know and you. you know what my favorite movies are yeah. and such. And so I, it's the same way you could show someone ten Picasso paintings and they'll gravitate towards one mm-hmm. more or the right. other more. Right. And it's not down to the oh well this brush stroke was right. a little it's not too technique. hard. It's just what it's is just preference. What, right. It's and so preference. like to me, this is a solid 
B plus. Like yeah. it's it's a great movie. I right. would watch it again. Yeah. I would definitely if I go out to the bar and someone's like, oh, is it good? I'm gonna be like, yes, yeah. go see go it. Go see it. Yeah. <laughs> right. For sure. So for sure. And that that's the win, I think, for me. Is like it's yeah. good. Yeah. You know? Does this movie make you want to make movies? Yes. Yeah. One hundred percent. Yeah. One hundred percent. And and even just the he's happy with the imperfections of filmmaking mm -hmm. like there was uh the the tracking shot of him uh as the bad guy or like walking down the road right. and then it goes down to his feet and yep. you see it go him go up the stairs and the girl in heels from production comes, comes down yeah, yeah production comes down right but when that camera comes down there's a little dolly jitter yeah right like yeah. you know that jib just it, hit the bottom and then they kept moving it yep but it the jib hit yeah as a filmmaker, I love that. Like, yeah, because that is what happens right. when you jib down. Yeah, like that's bound to so happen. He just loves the raw, the raw. And I don't think any normal yeah. moviegoer is really going to notice that. But no. I notice that when I watch an Avengers movie, and there's right. no jitter, no jitter to the camera it's in any fluid. shot other than what they want to be jittery. Right. 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 Yeah. Exactly. So I think that. Little moments like that inspire me as a filmmaker that he's like just he's on set and he's yeah. doing it he's just doing and it. he's actually getting the shot. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. Right. And he's he's like, it doesn't matter. Unless he's shook. fooling me, that was not like a, a ten shot composite right. layering thing. Right. You know? Yeah. He had Leo walk down the street, walk up, another actress walked down the stairs and yeah. he shot it. And it looked awesome. And honestly, it could have <laughs> been a second unit shooting it yeah. for all we know. And they were just like, Yeah, he'll like this. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, I mean ultimately Ultimately, it doesn't matter. Like those little jitters, they they feel raw. They feel like um, they feel like it did when you didn't have a steady cam or you yeah. didn't have a smooth shot. And like this is obviously a um, ode to old Hollywood. Yeah. And um, he's this is like you said in the beginning before it completely started was like this is just his love letter to to Hollywood. And you felt like. You just felt it. You felt like he loved. Yeah, it was like a raw La La Land. Yeah, yeah, like, right, right. It was if this just was like, La La Land <laughs> minus the music with an R rating and went a, to prison it, for a couple yeah, of years. Right, right. Ryan Gosling, yeah, right, gets, yeah, yeah, right. And the uh, only thing that could have made this movie better was Ryan Gosling. <laughs> I wish he was in it. Tarantino, somewhere. next time you next make time a movie, you gotta put Ryan Gosling. You gotta put Ryan Gosling in there. That would be an interesting film. I would watch that 100. percent Granted, I'll watch any of his movies. So. Um, yeah, man. I, yeah, I would 100% give it like 8, 9 out of 10. Yeah. Excited to watch it. Excited to see the behind the scenes. Yes, um, definitely. Anything else you want to add? No? No, that's Good. I mean, I got to digest it a little bit, you, gotta you know? got to digest it. Yeah, for sure. Um, what are you doing right now? Plug yourself a little bit. That's such a weird thing to say. Plug yourself, my friend. Yeah. Plug yourself. Go um, ahead. So my main artistic venture right now is my band Pat's Run. Um, you're supporting. I decided the shirt. to rep. I, today. I love it. Yeah, so yeah. we're working on our second album right nice. now. Right now, nice. so that's super. You in the writing writing phase? Yeah, straight okay. up writing phase. Nice. Um, so how many songs you got right now? Are you plan? Uh, you, you hoping it's uh, going to be another like? How many songs were on the first record? Like 12? twelve. Yeah. Cool. I mean, we have more than enough already. Okay, cool. But when we go into the studio, we right. You're right. narrow it down. Narrow some it down. stuff works. Some stuff doesn't. We have some left over from the last time nice. that might make it on the second nice. one. Um, yeah. So when are you planning on recording? Probably still like another year out. Okay. It's, cool. It's going to be a while because cool. we have to kind of build them up. Where then we want to gig them for a little bit to right. see what works and what changes. Yeah. Good and, idea. 
and then we'll go into the studio. Sweet man, where can people find you online? Um, we are on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. Cool. And then what are the what are the handles for? Uh, Pat's Run Band on all of them. All of them. Yeah. At Pat's Run Band. Pat's cool. Run Band. Um, and then obviously our music is on Apple Music, Spotify, cool. Amazon Music, YouTube Music, Sick. all of the platforms. All of them. You're everywhere. Yep. All over the place. Where can they find you personally on Instagram? Uh, Geek108. At Geek108. No Geek under... No under... Nothing no, like that. Geek108. Geek108. 108. Geek 108, it's a loss reference. Love that J.J. Abrams stuff. Oh, J.J. So, uh, excited for Star Wars later this year? Very excited for Very Star excited. Wars. Very excited. And you liked The Last Jedi, right? You were... This I, isn't to have everybody. This is a loaded question ooh, on the podcast. I did because did you like the Last Jedi? As, this as, is a divisive. As its own film, yes, but yeah. I understand why the people quadra. were mad that it ruined the plan for the mm -hmm. trilogy. Yeah, understand. So now we're in damage control mode instead of glory mode. Yeah. For right. this one. You know what I mean? Yeah. JJ had to change things. Yeah. Because him and Lucas planned it out and so and they changed it. Right. And so now he either has to change stuff back or fix it. Yeah, or keep going with it, and but it seems like he's like, you know what, Emperor. So we'll see. You know, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. He's like, I got an ace in the pocket. Yeah, We're he's like gonna play. Yeah, sheep. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm excited for it. Uh, yeah. Should be good. We're gonna have you back pretty soon, I think. Sweet. Uh, should yeah, be a good anytime. time. Love it. Should be a good thanks time. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here, man. Uh, you can find. The Racking Focus Podcast on Twitter at Pod Focus, Instagram at Racking Focus Podcast, and you can email us, email us uh, movie suggestions, email us your short films. We'd love to review those. You can find us. Uh, you can email us at rackingfocuspod at gmail.com. Other than that, next movie we're going to see is, I think, the ridiculous Hobbs and Shaw, uh, The Rock, Jason Statham, fighting Idris Elba. It should be a I don't even know. A ridiculously time. good time. So you may be back for that. Yep. We may be doing a little bit of a round table of just discussion for Hobbs and Shaw because yep. those movies are insane. So excited for that. Well, thank you, my friends. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Yeah, we'll have hot. you soon. It is hot. Let's get the heck going. out of this car. <laughs> awesome. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Racking Focus Podcast. 